Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Out of the Blue on this Sunday, the 4th of June. You're with Matt, Fum, Gus, Donna and our special guest, Blair Stafford, in the studio this morning from the Five Jives Institute. You're tuned to 855 AM 3CR and we'll be back very soon with today's interview, news and show. Estás sintonizando 3CR 855 de tu dial AM. Sedoye Moro as Radio 3CR 855 AM Mishanabit. Kính thưa quý vị, đây là đài phát thanh 3CR trên làn sóng AM 855. Kính mời quý vị đón nghe. AM. Each week, 3CR broadcasts over 130 programs in 25 languages supporting communities and viewpoints that you just don't hear about anywhere else. Subscribe to your award-winning multilingual community radio station, 3CR, and help keep these voices on the airwaves. Call the station on 94198377. The number is again 94198377. Welcome back to 855 AM. You're tuned to 3CR and you're listening to Out of the Blue. Um, Our first quick bit of news before we get into our interview this morning is um, uh, that a reef on the Great Barrier Reef has been uh, named after Felicity Wishart, a staunch campaigner for the Australian Marine Conservation Society and the Fight for the Reef campaign. So a really fitting tribute to a woman who has done so much for the Great Barrier Reef um, and campaigning in that space and has done heaps to support young women working in the marine um, space as well. So that's a really lovely tribute to her, um, our news First bit of news for today. Um, and now we have a special guest in the studio who Fum is going to introduce for us. Thanks, Donna. Uh, welcome, Blair. Uh, we have Blair Stafford in the studio today, who is the brand spanking new ambassador for the, of the Five Gyres Institute for Australia. Welcome, Blair. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we were very curious because I don't think we've ever had an Australian ambassador for the Five Gyres before, have we? There is, actually, oh, yes. Really? There, there is another one over in Perth ah. um, who runs the um, Plastic Free July campaign oh, as, as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but 
side. It's very much a Western side. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I am the first in on the East Coast. Yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, what? How did you roll into that? Um, it's a, quite a convoluted, I think, as I said off air, um, a convoluted passage. Uh, I was asked to apply for the role. Uh, I was uh, in America a couple of years ago. Um, just to sort of clarify for the listeners, I'm a professional yachtsman, and so I was sailing down the West Coast, and I was on a night shift, and um, as you are when you're on watch, you call up passing boats and you have conversations. And uh, I had a conversation with a fellow who ended up employing me later on, um, a guy called Captain Charles Moore from the Algalita Marine Research Foundation in the United States. Um, and for listeners who aren't uh, sort of privy to who Charles Moore is, he was a fellow who discovered the Pacific Gyres in the late 1990s. And he runs uh, an organization called the Algalita Marine Research Foundation. And they are constantly sailing up and down the uh, west coast of Africa and the west coast of South and North America. Wow, that's um, an interesting life. It's a very mm, interesting life. Yeah. Um, so he asked me to um, come on a mission with him and skip a, the vessel from Chile up to Mexico. And uh, also in the course of that, um, I realized that out of Algalita came Five Gyres because the two founders of the Five Gyres Institute uh, were previously employees of Algalita. And so one thing led to another, and he said, oh, you should get in touch with them. And I went, okay. So just to sort of expand my network of uh, like-minded people, I got in touch with uh, Marcus from Five Gyres. And after a couple of months, he said, well, we're looking for somebody in Australia to sort of keep, you know, spread the word yeah. um, of Five Gyres. And uh, would you like to apply? And I did. And um, here I sit today yeah. <laughs> in my inaugural interview as the new ambassador for Five Gyres Institute. Well, congratulations. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what Five Gyres Institute is all about? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, they were founded, I think, in 2011, 10, maybe around about then. Um, as I said, they were um, a spring off from the, well, they were, they came out of the Algalita Marine Research Foundation. Um, and they're primarily, um, right there, a pollution organisation, I suppose, is what I'm trying to how I'm trying to explain it to friends and colleagues. They specialise in plastic pollution, and it's an institute that uses research and uh, also actively participates in research uh, to collect data to bring about a sort of change in uh, people's attitudes towards uh, plastic, in, particularly in our oceans. Um, they're basically prioritising on education, uh, science and art as ways of uh, you know, expounding knowledge about you know, the predicament that the oceans are in at the moment. So the Five Gyres Institute also, just for the, for the listeners to clarify, they are actually the guys who are, whose research is most often referenced when we talk about plastic pollution Correct. numbers in the oceans, research in microplastics. So all of their research is being heavily quoted, including here in Victoria, Correct. to Absolutely. generate change uh, when it comes to uh, waste management and things yeah. like that. So they're 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 a pretty big deal. They're really sort of um, on the forefront. I would of say the so. Research. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the research that we put together um, in the last couple of years, uh, they were the first organisation to actually collate global research and put it out in one paper, and that and was in two thousand and fourteen. They were also the first ones to actually go to the gyres and do 
the the plastics pollution research there, wasn't it? They were involved in the first missions there. Yeah, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, and so the, I mean, obviously the reason the the name the five gyres is from the five oceanic gyres, and they have basically um, been involved in many missions, um, and they're also involved in, as I said, in education and. Uh, also have put together a couple of documentaries, um, one of which, if I can remember, is the one that was produced by the um, American musician Jack Johnson, uh, which was, oh, is it a, a smog at sea, I think, was the last mm -hmm. documentary that they've uh, just released. Mm -hmm. um, so, as you say, yeah, they're, they're very much at the forefront of uh, the pollution that's you know, currently and they're still the actively undertaking research. Is yes, that right? How absolutely. often do they go out on well, into the gyres, I guess, and undertake uh, well, this annually, type of research? Annually, yeah. Um, there's many participants now in five gyres, and um, I think it's sort of seen now as a very much as a large umbrella grouping for um, research that's carried out. I think uh, Michael Lutman, who is a local filmmaker here, um, mm. that helped, uh, that actually made Baykeepers for the for the Eco Center documentary. Mm. I think his first documentary called Plasticized. He actually went on the boat yes. with them. Um, which, uh, if you want to see Plasticized and know a little bit more about the research, go on YouTube because mm -hmm. it's freely available. It's a really fantastic documentary and gives you a lot of information on that. Um, and I think he, he went with them on the boat yeah. as well as like you know, as that. a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what does it mean for you to be the uh, the ambassador here now? What's what does well, your job description look like? Well, there that? is no job description. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, I suppose. Um, it gives me the opportunity to basically come up with ideas that we can use to a increase awareness um, of what's actually happening. Uh, and B, find out actions to mitigate uh, the pollution that we're causing uh, in the oceans locally. Uh, personally, I'll be prioritising, as I said, on the east coast of Australia. Um, the, the main goals of the five gyres are, first of all, I mean, to mitigate um, you know, the human action of plastic entering the ocean. The final goal, I mean, and it's, it's an end goal, is to totally abolish the use of plastics in our society. Um, so that's the end game. Obviously, we'll be decades away from that because we have to find, or we have the alternatives already, but we have to actually industrialize those. Um, so it's basically it's mitigation, education, and abolishment. Yeah. Correct. And um, we basically work along the premises of you know, there's four easy paths that we can go to to that, and that is to you know, first of all, to refuse to use plastic. If you do use plastic, then reuse it, and then at the end of it, then recycle it. Uh, in Australia, we've got a long way to go as far as recycling is concerned. Um, I mean, we're not obviously sitting by ourselves uh, globally in you know, the poor practices that we have in place. Um, but for myself personally, that's where I'll be heading towards, uh, is looking to work together with industry and, of course, with local governments. In Australia, the recycling is set up so that local governments are all responsible, as, as in local councils. And in a country the size of Australia, that's rather inadequate. So uh, we've got to look at passages that we can go to to, I suppose, uh, bring together practices and sort of um, put practices across the board that are similar in the country so that we can actually make it worthwhile to recycle 
because uh, commercially it's just not worthwhile in Australia to recycle. Yeah, I know. We uh, had a, a short excursion to the recycling factory a while ago um, here in Melbourne, and basically they export most of the recycling per... That's right. They do it per tonne, mm-hmm. don't they? That's right. To China, and this is one of the reasons why we don't recycle polystyrene packaging, because you can imagine that a tonne of polystyrene packaging takes up a way more space on the boat to China yeah. than a tonne of, you know, metal mm. wood, for example. And it's the same with, so. like, soft packaging as well. Um, mm-hmm. And we basically, it's like, we export nearly all of our recycling, apart from aluminium, um, and even a lot of aluminium goes overseas. Um, but, you know, our hard plastics generally get recycled in Australia. Uh, but we just... We, we're not industrialised to actually deal with this problem here yet. And uh, personally, I think it's because of our laws that look to the solution just being a local one, as in, in each local council. Yeah. And so every local council, therefore, has a different process of recycling. And so we, we, we first of all, we need homogenous laws yeah. that basically deal with recycling. Yeah. And then industry will step up and realise, actually, there is a, a very large profit to be made in this business. Yeah. Well, there are many organizations, um, many not-for-profits as well, working in this space. Mm. Um, Have you reached out to any of those yet? Not as yet, no. Okay, so uh, there's uh, some job for you to do. (laughs) 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 Yeah, well, it will be really great because we're, you know, going to have a chat at the Eco Centre next week. Mm -hmm. So uh, it will be really lovely to lovely to welcome you into the fold. Um, Uh, There are luckily we are very lucky in 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 Victoria here that we have so many groups that do amazing work in this in this sphere, not just um, reducing plastic and campaigning for plastic-free alternatives, um, but also cleanups. There's a, a lot of uh, community involvement there in is. this sphere, which yeah. is really fantastic. There is. I mean, one thing I'd love to see happen is there's um, there have been um, attempts in the last uh, years, uh, as we know, it's like a lot of the plastics that enter our oceans are not basically fishermen out there having to throw their mm. bait you know, bag overboard. It's people just not picking up after themselves on the streets and it entering into the waterways through the stormwater and through the, the you know, the creeks like the Maribyrnong and the Mary Creek and the Yarra River. And there are there are methods that we can do to mitigate entry into the river systems and into the creek systems. And the councils are very aware of this. It's just a matter of finding the funding within the state government to support council action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um in regards beach um, plastic cleanup, TerraCycle, who operate mainly out of the US but a little bit in Australia as well, have just started a program over there um, where they will collect and accept and recycle beach or plastic that's on beaches as part of community cleanups, which is really, really awesome. Um, and they're looking at bringing it to Australia um, next year, next year, yeah, 2018, okay. which will be a, amazing for all the cleanup groups and community groups that we've got already operating in this space because at the moment unless it's separated after a cleanup and put in recycling bins it probably goes to landfill yeah. at this more stage. than likely at this stage yeah. it does yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so we are going to go to a quick cut and we will be back soon with the rest of the interview with blair stefford um, australian ambassador for the five gyres institute 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. 
And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Welcome back. You're listening to Out of the Blue on 855 AM 3CR. Uh, we're joined by Blair Stafford, Australian ambassador. <laughs> Sounds a bit It's got fake. a nice ring to it, it does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yes. <laughs> Do you fill out forms with ambassador now instead of I need to get your crest made, maybe. <laughs> That sounds like a great idea. Oh. Um, should also mention that it's World Oceans Day on Thursday, Thursday the 8th of June this week, um, and that the theme is Our Oceans, Our Future, and really fitting that you're joining us in the studio today, and that the conservation action focus this year is, I'm going to read it because it's quite long, um, encouraging solutions to plastic pollution and preventing marine litter for a healthier ocean and a better future. So very... It's a pretty worthy Sounds like we topic to choose for yeah. you know, the year. Yeah. It, it's, um, it, it's quite incredible how uh, this topic has really gained so much traction in the last two years. I mean, it's not one that's new. We've known about this for several decades. Um, I equate plastic waste to nuclear waste. Uh, sounded like a great idea at the time, but we never thought of how we're going to deal with the waste aspects of it. Mm. And um, we're basically living with that now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we basically, you go out, I mean, I sail a lot and I dive a lot and there's not one day that I go out that I'm not surrounded by plastics. I was up in Indonesia mm. last year working with a group up there and Indonesia being at the confluence of, you know, the Indian and the Pacific Ocean is suffering incredibly from the plastics that are floating up there. I mean, also they produce a lot of plastics, or they not produce, but they, yeah, they I put can a lot attest to that. I was doing a snorkel only in January uh, off the coast of Nusa Penida, where the manta rays go, mm. and there's a beautiful, you know, 30 meters visibility. And I was literally snorkeling in between the plastic and I was watching the manta rays dodging the plastic bags that were just suspended in a water column. It yeah. was bloody awful. Yeah. Terrific. Really, really. Mm. Sometimes I think we need to start looking at litter and ocean plastic as more of an invasive species than a waste management issue when we're managing it in the environment because it, it's insidious. It's everywhere. It, it is like a really horrendous weed or a cane toad or some rabbits or whatever else yeah those it's an interesting kinds of species equation that we have because it's exponentially growing as mm. well i mean you know the the longer that we leave actually doing something about it ourselves on shore obviously the more it accumulates in the ocean and as we said very quickly just then off air you know it just takes one person to actually start something yeah you know that recent example of the the fellow i think it was in china in um in india who decided he's going to start cleaning up his local beach which was five and a half foot deep in plastic and, uh, you know, it's now, you know, it, it's not immaculate, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you can actually walk on the beach and they've picked up 90% of the plastics. Obviously, they haven't got the microplastics, um, which is another issue altogether. Yeah, that is a separate issue altogether, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And that's one that, you know, it's, we still need to find solutions to that. Yeah. Like how we're going to deal with plastics that are, you know, less than three millimetres. Yeah. and how we can actually take them out of the system. What do you think about that um, initiative by um, the Dutch engineer Boren Slat? I, I was very fortunate. I actually met Boren 
two years ago, um, or was it, sorry, last year when I was, I was in California working with, um, with Sea Shepherd. I do a little bit of work with them on their, on their boats. And I met him and his team and they were in um, California and they came down and visited the, the Martin Sheen, which was the vessel I was on, and we had some great talks. Look, it's, it's an amazing initiative. I think it's incredible, and it basically it's answering a lot of engineering mm. uh, problems, and it's like anything. Just for the listeners, um, Boren Slat is a Dutch engineer, quite a young guy. I think he's 22 right now, and he has designed uh, and prototyped now mm-hmm. uh, a very large uh, construction that is going to, uh, according to him and his organization, to clean up the ocean plastic that is now in the North Pacific gyre, if I'm correct. That's where they're going first. Yeah, yeah. so it's a, it's, a, it's a system with large booms um, that will sort of try and catch the plastics and he's planning on sending a ship there about once a month to, to, to pick it all up. So slowly but surely he wants to really, literally clean up the plastic in the oceans. Yeah. So just to give a bit of background. For exactly. The I mean, the way it's engineered at the moment, it'll only pick up plastics above a certain size. Yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what that size is, but it's, you know, it's not very small. Um, the majority of the plastics, obviously, in the gyres, because the gyres act as a large pulverizer. They just rip the plastic to pieces. So the majority of the plastics in the gyres are actually very small. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think it's I think it's incredibly commendable. I think he's he's dealing with a lot of engineering problems, and you have to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I heard they did uh, they did their test in the North Sea with the prototype, and it took about one week for the whole thing to just totally fall apart yeah, because, right. because of the weather yeah. and the waves. So they made uh, rather than now doing a very large device, I think they're doing several smaller ones. Um, yeah, That's just my to sort of as well. yeah. The, I mean, look, the the process of cleaning up. I mean, with, what are we talking about? Like, um, like five trillion pieces of plastic in the ocean. Five, 5.25 now. Five point two five. There we go. That's <laughs> and, a, as we growing. said before, exponentially growing. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, and the process of actually cleaning up and then transporting it back to land. And that was my, as a yachtsman, that's what I was actually talking to them about. It's like, okay, I can see where the engineering's going with this, and it's fantastic. But how are we going to? How are you going to transport it back to land? There are now um, processes in place. I know the uh, the U.S. Navy has a uh, way of dealing with plastic waste on board their new aircraft carriers. That's using um, mm. plasma technology to basically burn the, to burn it down and turn it into a fuel, so it can actually then be used as a fuel. Um, that of course raises more questions of mm. you know the climate change. Climate change. Yeah. Mm. Um, there is uh, a smaller method of actually just melting it down and turning it into, um, I was about to say a biofuel, but in turning it into another fuel that is basically can be used as a diesel substitute, and that's for smaller vessels, you know, i.e. yachts, ferries, and that sort of thing. Um, so there's a matter of dealing with it. Like, okay, we've collected it now. What are we going to do with it? We yeah. still have to put into place what are we actually going to do with these mountains? I mean, we are talking literally mountains once they come back onto land of waste. And um, we have to come up with solutions in that respect. Yeah. And my um, question, of course, again, was to, well, transport. Okay, you're going to go out there once a month and pick it up. It's going to basically take, they were talking about hundreds of years at the time Mm. to actually empty out that one gyre of larger pieces of plastic. But as we said, it has to start somewhere. Yeah, well, I think this is, I mean, this is a really good case for prevention, of plastic getting into the waterways because, yeah. you know, like Tangaroa Blue Foundation says, you know, if if 
all we're gonna do is cleaning up. That is all we will ever do. Yeah. Basically. So I think that that multi multifaceted approach of yes, cleaning up, but then also turning off the plastic tap. You know, turning off the tap and. Um, and preventing the stuff from getting into the waterways in the first place is something right. that we can all do and that we all need to yeah. engage in. And I think that the you know the knowledge is there and people are actually taking a lot more action now than they certainly were. Um, and as you know, I've, I keep coming back to, we have to come up with recycling options. Um, I spend quite a lot of time around uh, clubs around the bay. This is one of the things I'm going to be actually doing. I want to basically start holding a series of talks at different clubs that are actually using the bay, particularly... Yacht clubs, because I find... And surf life-saving clubs. Well, it's interesting. I find surf lifesavers are a lot more um, active, or people who surf are a lot more active because they're immersed in the water mm. than yachtsmen are. Um, yachtsmen, basically, they see, they see the water as a, as a means to push their boat across the water. And um, the clubs that I've... Some of the clubs that I've attended uh, around the bay don't even have recycling. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we're talking about, you know, a high... Uh, highly active sport where people are downing a lot of drinks and those drinks are all coming in plastic bottles and yeah. it's all just going straight into into landfill and you know there's these very small steps that individuals and organizations can take yeah that will push the larger motion. well when it comes to um you know if, if the listeners are interested in getting on board um you, it is now June, which means that next month, people, it's Plastic Free July. That's right. And this would be the time if you want to try and cut out single-use plastics, um, just to give that a try for the month of July, please go to the website, uh, plasticfreejuly.org.au, I That's, think it I is. I think it's just .org. .org, yeah. yeah, just Google Plastic Free July because um, you now still have three weeks to prepare um, by, you know, so have, have a look on the website uh, and see what you can do to prepare for this Plastic Free July. And that is a really great way of just easing yourself into using less single-use plastics. Yeah. Um, I do it every year and I find it really, really enlightening just not to just see how much plastic actually affects our lives and how much we use, but also how easy it is to cut out about 80% of it. Mm. Really, it's much easier than you think. And it doing is. a challenge like that... Um, can really enlighten you about, you know, the, the steps you can take it can, personally. The great thing I'm seeing is that they're actually having it so that this Plastic Free July, you can actually sign on to do it for the whole month, for a week or for a couple of days. Yep. And I could just finish on that, is that the <laughs> best thing I think that consumers can do is to actually leave the plastic in the shops. Buy your things, take the plastic off and just leave it at the counter and let them deal with it. And then corporations will have to start dealing with the issue. I like it. Mm. I like it. <laughs> All right, Blair, thank you so much well, for coming for down to me. the studio. Uh, we're very excited to uh, have you here in Victoria and uh, we are excited to see uh, where you're going to take your campaigns. Um, so I'm sure we will be checking in with you again soon at some stage when Excellent. you have found your feet. Um, so it would be really great to have you back then. Um, yeah, Radiothon is coming up, everybody. 5th to the 18th of June. Get your credit cards out. We would love your donations on Out of the Blue. You and can memberships. Hit our website, um, 3cr.org.au, and donate to Out of the Blue. It would be great. Um, and also, if you'd like any more information about the Five Gyres Institute, www.fivegyres.org. That's the number five, not the word five. 
Um, and one final reminder before we head off for today is that Thursday is World Oceans Day, Thursday the 8th of June, and there's a Ban the Bag rally on at Parliament House in Melbourne from 1pm till 2pm. So get down there if you would like to see a ban on plastic bags in Victoria and rally at Parliament House. Thanks for listening. This is Out of the Blue. You're tuned to 855 AM 3CR.